Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Guided Spirit Conversations. I'm your host, Marla Goldberg. Today, I have this amazing being with me today, Melissa Lyons. Melissa is an international best-selling author, speaker, and intuitive life coach who helps people unclutter their minds, uncomplicate their lives, and unlock their highest potential. She has an uncanny ability to help people find clarity amidst chaos, and she knows she shows them how to get what they want. Quite simply, she will inspire you to wake up each morning with a sense of happiness and excitement about your day. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you, Marla. I'm so happy to be with you as well. Um, okay, let's talk about what you do and how you help people. How did you get started down this path of helping people to manifest the life they desire? Well, like many people who are in this world, I'm teaching that which I need to learn most. (laughs) I've come from a life that has been wonderfully transformed, but I I lived, I don't know, a lot of darkness in my life that no one ever saw. I got to a point where I just couldn't live like that anymore. And so, I mean, we, yeah, we all have that darkness and we put the, the shiny face on first. And so nobody, it's like that commercial. I don't know if you have that in Canada. Melissa's in Canada where they talk about depression and she holds the smiley face, but underneath it, she's got the frown. And so many of us walk around like that because we don't want anybody to know that we're in pain or that our life isn't perfect. And Facebook is a perfect advocate for that, right? Where yeah. everybody puts out their their happy face, but nobody really knows what's going on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. It's really true. And, you know, the day that it actually, I guess the turning point came when I was 47 years old, which was, you know, a while ago now. And as I started to peel back the layers, I realized that I'd been living like that for as long as I could remember, like back into, I mean, the first time I remember really not having a real grip, I don't think I was even 10 years old, just an incident here and there. But I realized it's been with me for my whole life. So I've been like not really living my truth. So what was the catalyst? What was, because we all have one. I have a book that shows mine. What was yours? So my catalyst was I I had built a business from the ground up. I had it for 11 years. I'd been, you know, through many jobs in my career by that point. And all of them I'd left because, you know, wanting something better, wanting something shinier, wanting something different. And so this apparently was everything that I ever wanted. And when I sold it, I had really ticked off every box that mattered to me that I thought you know, like physically, I was great. You know, financially, we were set. We had marriage, two children, enough money to live comfortably. And I was absolutely miserable and unfulfilled and almost inconsolable within my little world where I could actually show a little bit more truth. And finally, my husband looked at me and he said, are you ever going to be happy? Wow. Yeah. And I looked at him. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I I have no clue because I don't know how to do anything better than I've already done. Well, that that must have been a huge eye-opener when your husband says that because you think you're putting on that happy face, right? Moving forward in life with, well, when I say the happy face and I, I, and I see you sort of like going, well, but, you know, you're not exactly showing your true innards, how you're feeling internally. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's like I was searching for the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and, or, you know, and I just kept searching and searching and searching, you know, like frantically looking for this only to find every time I got close, it wasn't there and it wasn't there. And, you know, I think by that point, I think he was pretty frustrated too. And, and, you know, within that business that I sold, it was successful. I almost lost everything twice. I had a complete nervous breakdown at one point in the middle where 90% of my staff left and went to another company. And so like within that joyous moment at the end, there was a lot of pain and turmoil. And I really felt like I was waking up every day to face the biggest battle of my life. And that was just to get through to the night. 
for no good reason. And I think that there's so many people, especially now that are living a life like that, like just going out and just, you know, just flopping around in the muck. And we don't have to, but we don't know any better, even though we do know better. It's so complicated, but it's so easy. I think people don't know where to turn. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of people out there doing what you and I do, which is to help people. But trying to find the right fit, it's like finding that perfect shoe for a special occasion. You know, sometimes it's really a journey to be able to find the person or the people that can really help you on your journey. Yeah, it's true. And and I would add to that, the, the person that I didn't turn to ever, and I had no clue how because I had no faith or confidence in her, was me. Isn't that amazing how that happened? So what was the turning point? When did you sort of have this wake-up call? Well, so when he asked me that question, that was my wake-up call. I was trying to think today, I was telling somebody, I think my kids were maybe 18 and 20 at the time, or 16 and 18. I don't remember how old they were when, when he said that question to me. Um, I could do the math, but if we don't have enough time for my math. <laughs> anyway, um, and I just was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to demonstrate to them that it's okay to live a mediocre life and to always be wanting something that you don't have. And if I really want to show them the best me, I have to show them who I am. And I realized I had no clue who I was. Like, you know, I took away, like, if I'm not a mother and I'm not a boss and I'm not, like, a sister, like, you take away all those titles yes. and, and it's who am I? It's like, I am. So that, that was just, I walked in, I found a spiritual counselor or a spiritual coach, not religious, but spiritual. And I walked in and she said, what brings you here? And I said, I'm here because I have no clue who I am. No clue at all. And so if I don't know me, my husband doesn't know me, my children, my parents, no one knows me. I don't know like who, who they think that they know and love because I don't know who it is. Yeah, and that's where I began at the beginning. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it, it's amazing because you actually took the steps to find you. Find out who is Melissa. Mm, yeah. And it's brave. It's courageous. It's a very courageous step. To take, to take those steps to find out who you really are and find out where those holes are that you need to fill with your own essence and love and healing so you can help others. And not that you knew at that time you were going to be helping others. No. But at some point, there was that epiphany of, oh, I'm here to help somebody else. Well, yeah, because, you know, the, the pain and the turn the torment that I lived through all those years so silently, like I even to this day, when I tell my husband about some of the things I never told him about, he still can't really take it. Like, cause not many people can take that dark, 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 darkness. And, and, you know, like, yeah, like there's only certain people who really understand that. And so it's so, um, what's the word? Like, thank you for saying it was courageous and I appreciated that means something to me. Like it, it, it does warm my heart, but I didn't feel courageous at the time. It was like, there was nowhere else to go. It was either like leave the earth right. and I didn't really want to die, but I definitely didn't want to live. So it's like, there's no, there's nothing else but to try to figure a way out. And, and but it, but, and well, thank you for acknowledging, but it is courageous for anybody who says, I, don't like the life I'm living. I don't like how I'm feeling, whatever it might be. And they take the steps to find someone who can help guide them to the healing, to the re because it's not a pretty way of going. It's not easy. It's not like you go and you talk to somebody and, and everything is flowers and roses and rainbows and unicorns. And because you have to really face some truths, which on the surface are scary. But when you get underneath it all, it just opens up this whole new bright and shiny pathway. That's why I say it's courageous, because if you're willing to do the work, you're willing to get to the other side and find that pot of gold, whatever that is. Does that yeah. make sense? Sure does. Yeah. Um, and it looking back. It, it like it, it was such a beautiful journey, but at the time I I, I had to learn to not, not look too far ahead, and I think that's something for all of us too. You know that the analogy that when you're driving your car at night, your lights don't shine 300 miles ahead; they shine like 300 meters ahead. Because if you're looking too far ahead and that's where your light is, you're you're really driving in the dark. 
And yes. I, I spent my whole life looking so far ahead. And so learning how to look into the now and into the becoming more and more and more present. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't find it really fun at the time, but now I find it really fun. Because when, when you look back at it, it's like, oh, my God, I went through all that. But look at where I'm at today. And that's where the present is, as I'm using my air quotes. Uh-huh. And you're living your gift, your yeah. present. So that's, I, I know it's a hard story, but really it has a beautiful ending. Not even an ending, but in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. In the middle. And it's, I, I want to say two things, too, because I was on another interview recently and we were talking and they were talking about being positive and being uplifting. And, and you know, I talk a lot about thought nutrition, which we'll probably dabble into today. But we all come from different lives. And, and, and my mom, I know she doesn't mind me saying this. And, and I said it for the first time live today. And I'm saying it now to you that she, she raised me very clearly with this one repeating philosophy Life only gets worse. The and to this day, she still says it. And, and I'm like, I try to sh- like shield my children from, I'm like, stop saying it, mom. It's not true. Well, yeah, it is. And she'll tell me 10 reasons why life only gets worse. It's like, ah. So, you know, I, what I want to say is that those things help make you who you are. You don't know it at the time. Well, and those are her truths, right? But her truths are not necessarily your truths. Yeah. Or your children's truths. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I would, if I were in your shoes, I would shield them as well because you don't want those imprints because it's, that's what creates those blocks in the flow of life. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think my, my path to get here was very windy. Um, but again, we look back and we, and that's what, that's what shapes us, you know, the twists and turns in our, in our life and becoming and, more honest, becoming really honest like honest with ourselves honest with people you know she's also said to me how come I learn more about you when I watch you in interviews than I have ever known growing up and I said I don't know how come you know and so it's really cool again for all of us as we become yeah the bearers of our truth and also well and, and parents because I'm a parent also there are times that you don't want to ask the questions because you're not quite sure you want to hear the answer Thank you. <laughs> True. And, I, you know, for her, it was the same. Like I say, like, we have a really a loving relationship. There's nothing like, but it's it's just part of, like, accepting people for who they are. That comes as we learn to accept ourselves for who we are. It's true. So you mentioned, um, oh, my God, I, I know, nutritionist. Um, thought nutrition. Thank you, thought nutritionist. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. Um, because we were talking about the talking about that a couple of days ago and um you know and it, i thought what a brilliant way to describe what you do let's do that to share what the thought nutritionist is so that everybody knows and then we can go deeper okay so my, my the thing is is first of all we we're in a society that counts our steps we measure our calories you know we we go to the gym we, we count activity level we do all these things we buy healthy foods. We shop like for high nutritional value foods. And the thing that we need to add, to the, not we need, the thing that we're invited to add to all this is thinking about the nutritional value of our thoughts. Because if you knew your thoughts had nutritional value, would you choose them differently? So if, if, you, if, if thoughts that are very restrictive and very um, energy, like draining thoughts, like shame, pain, anger, fear, guilt, any of those thoughts, if you knew that they were like having the worst junk food of your life, would you would you eat them all day? Like, would you think them all day? Would you allow them to stay for a long period of time? The answer is probably no. Well, there are some people, I was just going to say, there are some people who continuously eat junk food and they don't care. That's a different, that's a different audience. Yes, that's so true. Yeah, and our audience, everyone who's here is brought here through some synchronicities. For some reason, we've found our way to be together today. And so, so the important thing to, to, to recognize here is on the opposite. So it's, and it's on the scale of consciousness, all of these emotions. And so the nutritional value of thoughts is built on the scale of consciousness, which is divided by um, a frequency of 200, and that's courage. So everything is either below or above courage. And so on the expansive side, is joy, love, appreciation, gratitude, excitement, like all of those, like 
you know, you feel good as you say them. Right. And so that's, that's that whole food, that highly nutritious value, like the apple a day keeps the doctor away kind of stuff. Yes. It's true. So, it sounds like David Hawkins to me. It's totally, yeah, that, that's his scale of consciousness. Yes. So, but within that, it's like, we have to look at that as like thought nutrition. It's, that's totally David Hawkins scale of consciousness, that thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, but but I love how you're taking it and saying, this is this the these emotions are the thoughts, the feelings that will really make you feel healthy, whole, and 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 fulfilled. And then you have the ones below that that are the thoughts, feelings, emotions that will really weigh you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do? Does that does that resonate for you? That's exactly it. Like it's like some they take away, they zap your energy, they they suck the life out of you, and and you need to go there sometimes. I love a bag of chips and a chocolate bar. All right, yeah. of course we're human. Yeah. We have to enjoy those things, but moderation—that's the key to everything, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. It also important to 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 be aware. Like it's awareness. Awareness is everything. Choose your thoughts like you choose your food. You know, fill your cupboards, you know, 90, 10, whatever it is. But that awareness will open up your flow of energy. Absolutely. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of Melissa Lyons. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you're just tuning in, I'm with thought nutritionist Melissa Lyons. And Melissa is a best-selling author, speaker, intuitive life coach. She helps people unclutter their minds, uncomplicate their lives, and unlock their highest potential. She has an uncanny ability to help people find clarity amidst chaos, and she knows how to show them how to get what they want. Welcome back, Melissa. I think you went mute. Me? Oh, hello. I didn't hear you. <laughs> and I said, welcome back. Oh, I said, thank you. Oh. Yeah, there you go. There we are. We're back. So we were talking before the break about what being a thought nutritionist is about. What What is thought nutrition? And so you were sharing about um, Dr. David Hawkins' scale of consciousness, but taking it and taking the higher vibe, higher frequency emotions and energies and talking about them as they're the highly nutritious foods we want to eat to keep our body working like a well-oiled machine. And we take the low vibrational and those are moderation. You know, you don't want to like have that all the time because they will bog you down like a brick. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Recognizing that we're going to be all over and our frequencies, you know, it rises and falls throughout the day. But recognizing that, yeah, that we consciously want to choose high nutritional value thoughts for our soul. We want to nourish our soul with the thoughts that we allow to, to stay most. Like It's like, where where do you want to spend the most of your life? And it's like, I want to feel free and abundant and expansive. Exactly. Who doesn't? I mean, that's what everybody seems to want to work for. Um, but what, what, when you choose, like, I have to work hard. Everything is hard work. Everything is laborious. Everything is, you know, I'm broke. I'm this. You're, you, you're just giving yourself all that negative nutrition, that low nutritional value thoughts and feelings that really will keep holding you back. And that's part of the manifestation. So let's talk about manifestation. What is it in, you, in the world of Melissa Lyons? My mind manifesting is is, is, is is the same as this thought nutrition. It's like we're always creating, right? We're, we're creating something yes. we want or something we don't want. We're, we're, we're never not creating something, right? Yes. And so manifesting mindfully means being really clear about what it is you want. Because, again, I can use myself as an example. I'd be like, why? Why does this keep happening to me? Well, what do you want? I don't know. Well, if you don't know what you want, how do you expect? To get it, how do you expect to make it, create it, find it? And so manifesting, to me, mindful manifesting is so important because you spend your time in the expansive side of the scale of nutrition in terms of thought nutrition, and you get very, very, very clear about what you want and about what you don't want. And then you just set your intentions about where you want to be and always and always be moving toward that, recognizing that we, you know, it's an ebb and flow. We're going to go back and forth, but right. to always be mindful about how you're feeling. And I love to say, when you feel yucky, you're really quite lucky. <laughs> That's very cute. Let's explain that so people understand when you feel yucky, you find yourself lucky. Well, the thing is, is that we have this one, and if you if you ever do any work with the Esther and Jerry Hicks and the teachings of Abraham, they talk about... Um, we have all of like, we have our own GPS inside of us. Right. And it's our personal guidance with star emotions. And so when you're feeling yucky, all it is is a very clear message that you're not thinking thoughts that are aligned with the true nature of your soul, of your purpose, of what you're supposed to be doing or what you're not supposed to be, what you're meant to be doing. And so it's just like, Hey, you know, we've got cars now that have lane departure alerts, you know, yeah. and you, you go out of the lane, you're like, ding, ding, ding. So it's kind of like, as soon as you're feeling yucky, it's like, ding, ding, ding. Hey, you're thinking something on the low nutritional value of the thoughts. You know, you're in that, you're, you're in that it's less than expansive state. What's going on? And then you sit in it. You don't ignore it. You don't just say, oh, I'm going to think something different. What is going on? And you have that communication within yourself. And, you, and, and if you can't deal with it now, you make a note that you will deal with it. And then you can move around it. But like it's, it's, it's to address what's happening, but to use it as a sensor. I love that. That is really great. So I have to ask you, because you were saying, you know, to people go, well, what do you want? I don't know what you want. Do you find that from your clients that they sometimes have a hard time voicing what they want because they don't believe they deserve it? Yes. And I, yes, for sure. And I also think most of us have a hard time saying it because we haven't sat down and actually thought about it. If you think of ourselves, imagine we're just a box. And we start when we're 12 years old and we start sticking papers about everything that happens every day in that box. And by the time you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you don't know what you put in the box in the early days. So if you haven't actually sat down and had that real hard heart with yourself about what you want, you're just aimlessly living, getting whatever the universe gives you, you know, by default. So, yes, I think that it's a self-worth issue, but it's also taking the time to get clear. That's brilliant. So what do you do with your clients to help them to be clear and focused about what they eventually really want underneath all of that stuff that they thought they wanted, but they probably didn't? Well, there's a lot lot of things to to do, obviously. Um, But the most important thing to recognize is that there's not going to be, well, it's very unlikely that you're going to figure this out in a week or two or three, that this is a process and it's going to change and it's going to evolve. Like when I, you know, if we, if we backtrack just for a second, if I may. Sure. Absolutely. So the day that my husband said to me, like, are you ever going to be happy? So I, I 
so I had this wonderful opportunity and I took three months and I meditated and I journaled and I read books. I had three months of no responsibility and we can talk about that more if we want to later, but like, that's like, who gets that chance? Right. So at the end of three months, when I didn't have a pretty clear vision of what I wanted and I didn't have a clear vision of who I was, I was so angry. That three months actually made me angry. Wow. Because I thought, I just gave all this time. Why didn't I get back? I put it out. Why didn't I get it back? I was like demanding of the universe. I was demanding of myself. And you know what happens when you try to squeeze a handful of water, right? There's not much left if you squeeze it, right? (laughs) I always say try to grab it. Yeah. Metaphor, you get a wet hand. Oh, there! I've never heard that. Okay, yeah. And so, anyway, so so that's the first thing I teach people is the lesson. So at the end of three months, and and I came up with, and I really did. I I I had an MBA type attitude. I had goals set for myself. I had a timeline. I followed a schedule. And and the advice that I got from the person I was working with, she said, "And the harder you try, the longer it's going to take." I was gonna. I I just heard the words too structured, too much structure. And, and, and I was tied to outcome, tied to outcome, tied to outcome. And so the first thing I teach people is, I know you don't want to hear this, but it's about the journey. Like people don't just say that. It's, it's true. And, and let go of your attachment to outcome, you know, be part of the, be part of, yeah, like it's just so clear now. It wasn't then. Well, and, and it's not because as, as Westerners, we are conditioned for outcome. We're conditioned for to achieve. We're conditioned, you know, for so many of those things. And so it's very hard when you're taught one way to see things, to, to, to go after things, your goals, your objectives. And all of a sudden somebody's saying, throw that in the garbage because it doesn't work. And they're like, what do you mean? And it's so incongruent to them that they start resisting it until they stop resisting it. Did you ever have a dog? Yes. Okay, so when did you learn the trick when they're puppies, when they're, when they're not listening and they're just being really rambunctious and, and, and just they need to learn who's boss and you have to hold them down until they take that big breath and go, <gasps> and they surrender. I've never done that, but I like that. Well, that's what it what to me. That's what you're saying is like, you know, you're going in and and you until you surrender to the, to allowing things to happen. A girlfriend of mine says, "Trust, um, surrender, allow," because it's just this big release, and then all of a sudden, now we can live in harmony together. Yeah, you know. I, I love you. You said a few words there, but I was so caught up in, in what you were saying because it was so perfect that I don't remember them. But yeah, that resonates completely with me. You know, the other analogy is the harder you try, and, and if you think of the hose, that have you heard the hose analogy too? Like yeah. you're pinching the hose when you're when you're putting too much pressure, and so you can't get what you want, and until you let it go, and then the, then it, then the, you get the flow, right? You get a big flow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of flow. <laughs> right. And so, and then, and again, that does ebb and flow because we're always learning. We're always growing. We're always expanding. But so that's the most important thing I would say that I, that I work with people on is to, to first of all, be here for the cause, not the effect. I think every job Love and every that. business I ever had was all about the effect. I didn't even know the cause mattered. Like, I don't know. I think I had, again, my headlights were 300 miles ahead of the car. I was operating in darkness, literally. And then you came to light. So let's talk about some ways that you can help you tell your clients to get clear. Like, do you have a couple of very easy suggestions that they could do right now? Like when this, when this show is over, you take a pen and a paper and here are a couple of exercises you can do to help you find out what it is you want. Yeah, for sure. Number one, whatever you're doing, if you're going to keep it, date it. Because I have, now that I've been doing this for years, I have no idea how old some of these things are, and I wish I did. But the first list you want to write is like, and I'm, I, I'm saying like, write 25, 50, 100, I don't care. What are things that you want to have, do, or be? 
Mm-hmm. And write and write and write. I want to have this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And sky is the limit. Don't like, don't hold yourself back. And then write another list of everything that irritates you, everything that makes you angry, everything that frustrates you, everything that you want to change. And again, write and write and write and write and write and write. And on that list, you want to have a line down the middle, and then you want to write the opposite of everything that you just wrote. Because then you have a visual shift that you can move through. Yeah. But it's important to do the things that you want and you love and that you like because that opens you up and it gets you in that free flowing. And then you go down the negative, like, not negative, but the restrictive feelings. And, and yeah, and put it all out there and be willing to rip it up if you want when you're done so that you can be honest. Because sometimes I find, yeah, people, especially when I'm working with teenagers, if they don't have a place to lock their journal, they're never going to get the benefit of journaling because they won't be honest. Right. Well, because they're afraid they're not going to have the privacy. And there are many parents that don't give privacy to their children, which allows them to have the freedom to process their emotions and their feelings. And they're going through such challenging times. You went through what I call hormone hell. I adopted my children at 10 and 13, right at the beginning of what I call hormone hell. And it was not fun but they need to have privacy to be able because so much goes on with their body with their friends and the pressure that they get so confused it's true and you're right and we don't want to know everything we can't ask them if we know everything we need to be there yeah you know you want to be there as a support but you don't want to be there as their overseer you know we're where where you control absolutely everything that's going on with them because they don't need to be mini yous. They need to be themselves. And they have to learn their lessons. Yeah. So it works out really, really well that way. So it's important It's important to know who you are without all the descriptors. How do people, we've got two minutes. How do we get uh, before break? We figure out these descriptors. That's, that's that journey piece. That's the journey piece because who you are is, is evolving. And right now you're exploring. So, so who are you right now? You're an explorer. You have an open title. You're someone who cares enough about yourself to learn, to get to know yourself again, to reacquaint yourself with who you are. I think that it's important to not actually define that. You are, I'm, I'm a human who is evolving. I'm less than perfect and I'm okay with it. I'm loved. And compassion. Maybe we, we can become who we are in terms of the intentions we want to put out into the world. Oh, I love that. Or maybe who we want to be who we are by living through love. Com- like you said, compassion through charity. And, and we want to begin with our end in mind, not the end in mind, our end in mind. How do we want to be remembered? Because that's the best place to start. I love that. Have you ever written your epitaph? I've done like projects around it, like, but not, I haven't like written it, but I've done like workshops around it. I think it's a really valuable exercise. It is. I will be honest. I have not done that yet, but it is a valuable, uh, you know, because how do you want to be remembered? What is the mark you want to make on this world or in your sphere of influence, meaning your, your relationships, Mm. you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a Tesla, you know, a, um, oh my God, my brain, but like a Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, somebody who's uh, Bill Gates, who's making these big, you know, imprints on this world. You can make your own little imprint and that's, that can be just as fulfilling as anything else. We just need to shine our light and, and it will get where it needs to get to, right? And touch lives one at a time. Well, that's mm-hmm. it. And here's the thing. We're all, you know, we are many, we are one. So, if, like, I touch your life, but it webs out. So, and you touch my life and it webs out. So, if people just know that if they can gently reach out, because it's all about compassion and compassion is gentleness and kindness and being kind, being grateful, being gentle, then in the at the end, you're, you cast a net so much further than you would any other way. Mm-hmm. And if we want to know, like, we don't need to know what our purpose is, but if we, want, if we want to know one of our purposes, that's it. Just touch one life and then touch two and then touch three and it'll just happen. 
for the cause, not the effect. And that changes everything. I love that. And it's a great note to end on. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Um, stay tuned with Melissa Lyons. And, and before we go to break, check out her website at Melissa hyphen lions.com correct correct okay follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. I'm Marla Goldberg, and I am talking to Melissa Lyons, Thought Nutritionist. And Melissa and I have been having this amazing conversation. But before we start talking again, it's charity shout-out time. And Melissa, your charity is my Second Chance Ministry. Let's talk about what that is about and how it helps people. It's a wonderful organization that helps people who are, are in need of a second chance. Often they're people who have been um, released from prison and are having a hard time finding their way back into society. And it gives them the support that they need to help them get back on their feet and turn their lives around. I love that. That's such a compassionate um, organization. When you're trying to help people get started, especially when they've been incarcerated or they've been down on their luck in any way, shape, or form, and getting them back up and going. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's second ch- it's mysecondchanceministry.org. So check them out. See how they can you can help them through donation, through whatever it is. You'll, I'm sure you can see it on your website, on their website, what they need. So check them out. Okay, and before we start talking again, check out Melissa's website, melissa-lions.com. Okay, so when we were on break, you were talking about empaths. Let's, let's, let's talk about empaths. Yeah, I would love to talk about that because you, you said something. We are talking about the dark night of the soul, and it's yes. more common than we realize it for us. And I agree with you. And... I also think, though, there's a, a huge part of the population who doesn't ever experience it because it's just not in their path. And I've only recently come to understand that my husband and my best friend since grade three are both not empaths, which doesn't mean for anybody, who, if you're not familiar with the word, it doesn't mean they're not empathetic. An empath is a highly sensitive individual who really sucks in the energy of people around them. And, you know, there's a whole part of life. And I'm going to make the leap of the leap of faith that most of us listening today are on that empathic side of things. Yes. So, but people who aren't on that actually, I don't think they, they even wonder or worry about it. Like what keeps me up at night, they don't even think twice about and they're full of compassion and kindness. So they're, they're just wired differently. And so if, if any of you who are listening, if you've never gone down the path of knowing what an empath is, 
check it out and go through. There's questionnaires, right, Marla, all over the place. There are. Because finding out why you're different or why you're more sensitive or if someone ever told you to get thicker skin or, or you feel easily offended or intimidated or you don't want to be in big groups, um, those are all qualities of an empath. Yes. And my life changed drastically when everything was already going better, like I was in the flow of things. The day I learned that I was an empath, I had the biggest aha of my life. <laughs> like, I don't know if you remember the day that you were, you were an empath, Marla, or not. Like, it, it's just like, it was like, a, uh-huh. Yeah, well, because you, you, it's finally, it's the answer to the questions that nobody can answer. Like, why did I go to this concert and I come home and I'm so exhausted that I can't leave for two days? Or why did I pass this person feeling fine and now I have a headache or a stomach ache? And that's because you've picked up what they what they're putting out exactly and so so that was that's so huge because you will understand yourself and and the thing about an empath is like your purpose as an empath is to help inspire and shine light like we actually are we are brought here to shine our light and to yes. shine light and to help people but then we forget because we want to help everybody but we have to be guided by we help people if it is like we help people see their potential and their greatest gifts if it is their fate to do so. Because we want to save everybody and not everybody is, is ready or, you know what I mean? The timeline changes. So that's the thing I think we need to say. But the other thing I want to say is that if you have children in your life or people in your family, the day I found out that both, of, I have two girls, and the day I found out that both of them were also empaths, I was blown away because then I thought, oh, well, 75% of the world must be empaths because we're three in a family of four. And it's of course, we know that's not true, right? <laughs> like the empaths, depending on what you read, are anywhere from 3 to 20% of the world. Like depending on how, how widely you define the, the term. Like, yeah. like it's a low percentage of the world are empaths. It, but, but, but in being empathic, it's, it's so powerful to how it affects your life. And you keep thinking that you you're losing it, or people go, "Oh, you're crazy!" You know, you you're you're just making things up, or you're a hypochondriac, or this or that. But you're not. You're absolutely not. And what you need to know is that you need to learn the techniques that are out there to help clear yourself of other people's energies. Yeah, and, and, and it's powerful in a new light. Yeah. Literally. And speaking of new light, I mean, one of the techniques I share with my clients is, you know, I put a, um, an energetic shower over my threshold, in my doorway. So whatever doorway I'm coming in and out, it washes off energetically, invisibly, the energies and emotions of other people that don't belong to me. Because I don't want to track that into my house. I don't want it sticking around. So that's just a little tidbit secret that I um I openly share to help people Mm, that's wonderful so it's really great so Melissa what have I not touched upon for today in this conversation that you would like to share with the audience about whether what you do a technique or a philosophy or all of the above hmm I think there's so many things. What's the most important? I think the most important thing, let's talk about, I have a, a free course called I Have a Choice. And I think this is really important because sometimes we feel like we don't have a choice because life has just dished out us a hand that we're not really happy with right now. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you're holding in your hand, if it's a game of cards or what you're facing in your life, you have a choice and your choice is your response. And that response is your first step towards wherever you're going or not going is taking you towards happiness and joy or towards more pain and suffering. And so I think the most important thing is people have to consciously choose to make a choice and not just go with whatever life is doling out to you in the moment. It's so true. And don't you believe, I mean, I I talk about the power of choice so much because we make so many choices in the course of a day. As an adult, we make over 33,000 choices most of them on autopilot. And so what you're talking about is so important because you need to pay attention to what you're choosing to bring into your life, what you're choosing to do in your life, or how you want to react to something that's all choice. 
And that's fairly part of your nutrition, your thought, being a thought nutritionist, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It's about like, it's about consciously creating a path that takes you down where you want to be. All those intentions and all those high value thoughts and feelings and emotions that you want to fill in your life. And then outside of your path are all the things that derail you and distract you and pull you off your path. And it's having that awareness. You know, once you drive somewhere for the first time, when you go somewhere, you don't, you don't know your way. And you're more aware you're looking. And as you keep going, it becomes, you know, like you, you get used to the, the twists and turns and that's how life will be. And so it's a pretty cool thing that, that, that I have that, that it's free now. It didn't used to be free, but I think it's an important way for people to start on this journey. Where do they find it? Um, I will, can I send you the link and we'll put it in the notes because they'll have a free yes. access code and um, it's, it's got your, your, your name in it. So Ooh, yeah, we'll like know that. That, yeah, it's just for your listeners. So um, yeah, it, I think that they'll like, and it takes less than an hour to go through. You can do it for 10 or 15 minutes a day for three days or sit down and just do it all at once. But the clarity that you gain from it is remarkable. And then that sometimes is that little the little nudge that people need to say, I want to go farther down this path of healing. Absolutely. And healing yourself, because once you heal yourself, yeah, yeah, I hate to make it as a self-focused thing, but as you had to work on yourself, I had to work on myself to heal, to heal my wounds, your wounds, so that we're able to help others more effectively. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I really, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and every time I get to be with someone like you, I feel like I just got a little bit stronger just by being with someone like that. Oh, I'm so honored. Thank you. But it's, you know, but you have your, your, your gifts, your abilities, your talents and how you work with your clients and how you bring success into their life the way you've brought success into your life. And even though everything is a work in progress, it's still success. But it's, you know, gauging success on a day-to-day basis rather than the brass ring. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that used to be when I was like flopping from career to career or, or like building new things. People would say, well, how do you define de- de- success in an interview? And I, I hated that question so much until one day someone asked me and I didn't even think of the answer. I blurted it out. I will know I'll be, I've been successful if every day between now and next year, I've been incrementally, incrementally happier, just incrementally happier than the day before. That's how I'll know that I'm achieving success because really everything else doesn't matter. Cause I found out when I got it all, it didn't make me feel very successful. I love that. And I'm going to take that into my own life you know, and day by day and, and try, because it makes you mindful. You have to be mindful and pay attention to how you're feeling and what's going on to be able to understand where you, your happiness level was the day before, then it was today, then it will happen tomorrow. Yeah. It's yeah. powerful. That is so powerful. It is. And, and again, you know what else I'm learning, Marla? It's like, so I would sit down before and go, oh, what is success? What is success? And I would like beat my brains. Like, <laughs> and then when I stopped wondering what it was, it came to me. And, you know, like it's just like that. When you stop putting pressure on it, it just arrives. When you stop pinching the hose, yeah. you get the flow, yeah, <laughs> which I it's love. True. It's yeah. so true. And I love the fact that it's about happiness one day at a time. And you just level you know, you're not get, you know, you're not going two months ago I was here and today I'm here. It's like yesterday I'm here, today I'm, it's like going up the rungs of steps, right? Today yeah. I'm here, tomorrow I'm gonna be on the next one. Hopefully be on the next one. Yeah, and if you need to rest a little bit longer on a certain step or you need to go down a couple too because you need a glass of water, you left it down two floors or whatever, like it, yeah, ebb and flow through through the process, but just consistently just incrementally and enjoy the process learn to enjoy the process i mean the jo- it's not always you know like i said roses sunshine rainbows and skittles but <laughs> but you can get there yeah you know actually somebody said this to me in the last three or four weeks because uh, i'm creating i'm working on a workshop which you're participating with me and thank you very much it's the unwind your mind retreat and I was a little bit overwhelmed and she said to me, what if instead of feeling overwhelmed, 
what if you chose to be a little bit excited about what's going to happen on the other side of what you're going through? And now it's like, like, oh, I don't want it. Like, so let's say, for example, like, I didn't want to do an interview. Oh, I have to do another interview. Where it's like, oh, my God, I wonder how it's going to feel when my interview's done. Or what's going to happen when I actually hear what she says to this answer or question? I needed to hear that. That is so perfect. I need it. It's the best way to close the show. So, I mean, because I shared with you what's going on in my world, and it's just crazy, crazy. And so thank you for that, because that is the best gift anyone could give me is to give me that information today. So I'm so grateful. Well, good. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't believe how fast this hour has passed. I have to bring you back because we have so much to talk about. There's still so much about thought nutrition that we haven't even delved into. So I'd love to have you back at some point. And you could talk. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. I love talking to you. I love talking to you too. So thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm so grateful to you. I want to thank everyone at Voice America for all you do to get the show up and running, my sound checks till we can sound good and disseminate great information for you. I want to thank Bridget, my right arm, my left arm. Don't know what I'd do without you. Thank you. And I want to thank you, the listening audience, for taking the time out of your day, out of your life to listen to the show, know that when I've put the show together, when I created the show, it was with you in mind because I wanted to bring you some of the most amazing people around the globe, whether they be a psychic medium, a thought leader, a healer, as Melissa is, and your coaches to make your life easier, to make your life better, to give you options. So, Please check out Melissa's website again at melissa-lyons, L-Y-O-N-S dot com. Thank you, Melissa. So grateful. And I want to give you a quick announcement. I'm starting a clubhouse room Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. It's called Spirit Talk and Convos with Sherry Jewell and myself. We're going to talk all things spiritual. Melissa has graciously agreed to be on the clubhouse uh, circuit with us at some point. So I'm really grateful for that. So please tune into our clubhouse room as well. And it's as always, I send you love. I send you blessings and I send you gratitude. Know how grateful I am that you're in my life in whatever capacity you're in it. And if you haven't heard these words today, let me say them to you again. I love you. You are loved. You are so important. Not just to me, but to yourself. So till the next time, as always, stay well, grateful, happy, joyful, and healthy. Take care. Bye. Bye.